0: I'm so happy to be back with you this week is I've been looking forward to this week for months now months I'm so excited this was a plan in advance podcast we have been counting down the days we both are huge fans of our next guest she is actually maybe my favorite writer of this time Dolly Alderton. She wrote Ghosts. She wrote Everything I Know About Love. but There's a lot of crossed out stuff in the title, so sometimes I got confused. (laughs) (laughs) I live by Dolly. I truly do. Her word, I mean, for friendships, for relationships. In fact, I was reading Ghosts The week I got engaged, I was not expecting to get engaged. Um, So all my engagement photos of me showing the ring to the camera, Ghosts is just in the background, this beautiful pink cover. But the content, as we all know, (laughs) it's not so fitting for an engagement. But I immediately (laughs) messaged Dolly. And I was like, Dolly, I have to tell you, first, I'm obsessed with your writing. And secondly, I got engaged. Yay! While reading (laughs) Ghosts.
1: Well, do you know what? I'm so glad that it's a good luck charm for someone like something quite crazy that happened to me with my first book. Everything I Know About Love, the memoir is that people started using it for speeches, for readings in their wedding. Every summer I get like videos of people with that being these very moving readings, celebrating their love, which is like beautiful. But when my love life is like disastrous, which is most of the time, it's like, why is this not working for me? (laughs) <laughs> the reason why this is such a good podcast to, to to be on right now is for lots of various reasons. I've moved back home with my mum and dad. There's some work going on with my flat right now. So not only am I like living with my mum and dad and my little cat here, I'm like living like a teenage girl again, like sitting and watching news with them, like rolling news. They're obsessed with all night, while I'm like on my phone texting my friends and then like going to bed at 10 and texting my friends some more. So I feel like I've so been plunged back into that teenage girl world. Oh, this
0: timing.
2: I cannot wait to hear, because you realize you're our first guest that's across the pond. We have never had someone from England on this pod.
0: And also my friend who's from England, she was like, oh, you're gonna have some trouble with this one because we don't have the same, there's no seventh grade. It's different grade. Like there's no, and she's like, so good luck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I've already prepped in advance. I was, I've Googled (gasps) what seventh grade is. So it's between 11 and 12 years old, isn't it?
0: So seventh is 12, it's like 11, 12, 13. We like to go from 11 to like 16. That's kind of our sweet spot. We can go into 18 honestly we kind of dabble
2: in our whole lives we start we have a starting point and then who knows where we end up it's really it's really just as embarrassing as you want to get yeah exactly we usually feel like seven around you know 11 12 13 is where all the good stuff is
0: we both believe that who you are in seventh grade you are today and it's a daunting idea but we both firmly believe that we are forever our seventh graders it's like how you fall in public it brings you back to that seventh grade and you are who you are when you're falling in public and that is a seventh grader
1: (laughs) that's so true on so many levels and I'm so fascinated by this subject because 11 to 16 was the only period of my life that I can say like hand on heart truly I was like an unhappy person it was like the most difficult time in my life And I always knew when I was in it that it was going to be the most difficult time in my life. I knew that whatever life threw at me, when I'm like 80 with going through hip surgery, I knew that would be an easier, better time in life than that period of time. And so far, I've been proven right year on year. And no matter how difficult adulthood gets, there's basically not a morning of my life I don't wake up where I don't just like put my hands in prayer and say... Ah. I'm so happy, thank you Lord, that I'm not 13 anymore.
0: Incredible, what incredible. So talk to us about 12, 13, who was Dolly at this age?
1: So, okay, and I so believe that thing about like, that that age sort of like, it fixes you in so many ways, like the essence of who you are. Um, And I also think when you get close and properly intimate with people, be it friendship or romance, the 13-year-old in them is so apparent. You can see even... And everyone's trying to hide that 13-year-old so hard, I think, most of us. And, like, you can just see... It becomes so clear to you what that little person would have been. So, for me, it was like... And, again, this just, like, tracks so much with the woman I am now. I was, like, fantastically and worryingly and concerningly horny. (laughs) I was, like... Delusional and fantastical um, in And like Living in my head in And creating little stories The difference is now I get to like put them in Fiction and say this is fiction Whereas like what I did back then Was just like go to the playground And tell everyone like a fake story about Like being scouted for a band Or you know like <laughs> like, like I was a big liar Like I, I exaggerated and lied Like flights of fancy stories And it was like It was never like, it was never like malicious and it was never to make me look good. It was more just like, I just got lost in my own little like confections in my head, I think. Um, I was obsessed with being a grown up, obsessed with like cigarettes and alcohol. Um, And I was, oh, and I was obsessed with the virtual world. So I was obsessed with The Sims, playing Sims, MSN Messenger um, and chat rooms and email and again now i suppose the virtual world that i live in i've sort of made a career out of that because it's in books and stuff so that's who i was then um and a bit too intense and serious that's who i was then and that's who i am now <laughs>
2: incredible that um, was such a beautiful dolly, that was like a beautiful
0: explanation this is I'm, why I, she's like... my favorite writer this is why <laughs> she's <laughs> my favorite writer <laughs> um, she, dolly i was obsessed with the sims and Sims Hot Date, which was a version um, of Sims yeah. where you could go on dates. And that was the one, you know, I used to make them woo-woo all the time. It was called woo-woo, right? It was called making woo-woo? <laughs> and they, yes. No,
1: woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I
2: have no idea what you guys are talking about. Woo-hoo. It's
1: Do you know what The Sims is, Alana? Yeah. I
2: do know what The Sims is. And I always wanted to play The Sims. because Well, the thing is, it's like the big thing when I was... I feel like we're all, I feel like we're the same age, but like roller coaster tycoon was like the game that like all my friends were playing, which
0: was like No, you, you couldn't ha- ro- you couldn't have sex on roller coaster you couldn't tycoon do no, you se- I mean yeah, you, you couldn't, do, couldn't woo-woo. do woo-woo
2: on roller coaster tycoon, at least the version that I had. You couldn't do woo-woo on roller coaster tycoon. I think
0: it's woohoo. <laughs> we got a woo woohoo. Woohoo, woohoo or
2: woo-woo What it, is it woohoo? <laughs> our our is saying it's woohoo.
1: What do you think that was? What do you think that was Sasha that obsession. Because I remember once going being on the sims all weekend from and also the other thing that was very crucial about that age and most of that time up until I was about 17 is I had zero contact with boys in real life so they were like mystical mythical creatures that I heard of like you know like the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot like there was there were like sightings in my local area I hear but like I was not, and I went out looking, but, like, I was not aware (laughs) that they were in my local area. They were not making contact with me. So um, there was definite... So all my weekends were either in front of a computer or in a shopping centre with girls, like a shopping mall with girls. And I remember one weekend playing The Sims so much that I had... And I'd done a hack, which meant the MSN messenger window could come up while you were playing The Sims. No So I was just going between these two things. And I remember at the end of, of Sunday, before I went back to school, my eyes were red and g- gluey. <laughs> like I'd given myself like an eye infection from <gasps> just like staring at a screen from day till night. I was yes. obsessed.
0: Upset? No, Dolly, I, and you of course knew Rosebud, semicolon, colon
1: yeah 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 yeah. and
0: then there was the semicolon colon so that's
1: that's a trick alana so if you do that (laughs) trick if you do that trick you can like become a millionaire yeah Yeah. but i
0: kept it i was like i'm going to have a house where they're starting from the ground up and they're going to work for that money and then i had a house where it was like all hell breaks loose like we do the rosebud we do a jacuzzi in the kitchen we're gonna go hard on that one but I was obsessed as well and I went to an all-girls school um seventh grade and I also I was upset I was boy crazy and I was apps it's exactly as you said I was like woohooing constantly online Mm. and Mm. I was cybering so I was like the cyber queen but in person I was very shy
1: with boys Sasha I was exactly the same
0: But this is why also reading Dolly, I was like, and I I even messaged you this, I think. And I was like, how many people text you and say, oh, my God, you and I are so similar because I truly read your memoir. And I was like, oh, we had the same. Everything was so similar. And this is how I feel with Alana.
1: Alana, were (laughs) were you boy crazy as well?
0: Oh, my God. Yes.
2: Like the only thing that I've ever the only thing that I wished for other than a puppy every time it was my birthday was for someone to just like maybe look at me. I was like so obsessed. I mean, we talk about this so much on the pod, but like we really I was in like a boy girl school like we I Sasha unfortunately went to an all girl school. But the thing is, it's like, I think it was even worse for me because they were so in my face all the time that I was like, why? I didn't know what was going on in anybody's pants. I was like, I I want that, though. Like, I didn't even know what a penis was. I don't even know what (laughs) anything was. But like, it was so weird. Like the second that my hormones hit, I was like, there's something that's super fun when we dance, quote unquote, we're not dancing we're like th- grinding on each other and I was like this feels nice this feels very nice um and that's like a really I think the thing that's just so crazy is like when you don't know where to put it like there's there's so much energy happening oh in your I body. thought
0: you were talking about <laughs>
2: Like when what? You don't
0: know where to put it. I thought we were still oh, on like, when was... you don't
2: where to put the penis.
0: No, I didn't know.
2: <laughs> Just, so you know, I didn't know. I was like, it goes somewhere.
0: I was like, drive it like a, when stick you shift. don't
2: know, when you don't know where to put it, like in both, in both ways. Yes. I did not know where to put it. And also I did not know where to put my energy. Yeah, it was like the most depressed, like the depression. I mean, me and Sasha Sasha talk about all, like I was so melodramatic in in. I mean, we all were we all were so melodramatic. But like I again, when you said like you pray every night, like thank you. Thank God that you're mm. not that age anymore. I thank God I'm not that age anymore because everything like I had like five. It wasn't even just like one. Bo- I mean, I obsessed with there was like a roster like I obsessed with one boy his name is Willie St. Marie. We talk about it all the time. God, if he ever listens, every episode I mention him. It's like a drinking <laughs> game at this point. But like under him, it was like I had four other boys and not none of them had a crush on me. And it was like the, the devastation of like... I felt like I was gonna die. I didn't know how to get the energy out. There was nothing. There was nothing, and I didn't. I I guess I missed the cybering. I missed that whole fucking drama.
0: What a time! I missed it. I was like a little baby angel. (laughs) I guess even
2: though you are a baby angel, Sasha. No,
0: no, I was a little devil. Yeah, (laughs) a little
2: devil. devil. But no, I was. But the thing is, is like so for me. I've always been obsessed with England. Like that was like my i all i wanted to do when i was younger i was like because none of the dudes in america liked me i was like i gotta go to england and i know you're probably gonna like eye roll when i say this but the reason why i was so obsessed with it is because skins i was like oh my god they're getting all their energy out for real over there you
1: don't you don't need to worry about eye rolls because i am so obsessed with skins and skins is seen as like a really cringe show over here now um that like typifies everything embarrassing about the noughties skins is such an important cultural touchstone for me that when 100%. i said it's so and i had the same as you where i was like uh, they were living my fantasy of like i had so much hormonal energy romantic energy like insane manic horny energy and i couldn't find a collaborator so it was like i had no <laughs> i had like nowhere to put it other than in like weird little stories erotic stories that I would write or you know so like with skins seeing people that could actually like live out this stuff and I it became so important to me of like this utopian adolescent existence that even now I made a comedy drama for the BBC last year that like not a bag but you know it was like a big it was like a big show and it had like great cast and I kept Referencing Skins to the point, fuck yes, to the point where my exec was like, "You got to stop bringing up Skins." Like, not everything. (laughs) Like, like watch, go, go watch your fucking Coppola movie. Like, just go. You can't keep saying (laughs) that everything is like Skins on the show.
2: (laughs) So I had a friend. So my 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 aunt was best friends with someone. Like, her best friend was from London, and her she had a daughter named Jamie, and Jamie came and stayed with us for a summer when I was in, I think it was the summer of like ninth grade going into 10th grade. And again, like I, my parents were very strict. I had no freedom. I never, I didn't have a boyfriend. I think I had kissed one person at that point and it like it, it was just not good. (laughs) And she comes over and like hacks the fucking mainframe on my PC goddamn computer and we get skins. She shows me skins for the first time. We're, like, we're literally, like, doing on, like, Daily Motion, like, one of those, like, weird, like, off-brand YouTube sites. (laughs) And, like, seeing these, like, kids that were, like, my age that had freedom they were like smoking weed, doing, doing pills, like, <laughs> doing pills, like going, going, I don't know what the fuck it is, going to like <laughs> the wilderness and having a rave. Yeah. Like I was like so obsessed to the point where I'm going to blow your mind right now because no one picked up on this and I was so pissed that no one picked up on this. But if you go back to the wire music video, my boyfriend in the wire is Sid from Skins.
1: Oh my god, with the glasses, that guy yeah. was that you doing like a little reference?
2: I was so obsessed with Skins that like literally, so like when we were sh- when we were making the music video for The Wire, this is all the way I think this was in 2012 or 2013 because I was so in love with all of the characters. That, like someone, the director asked like Who do you want to play your boyfriend?" <laughs> and I was like, "Can we reach out to Sid?"
1: Also, Sasha, what you you need to know about this as well, which makes it unbelievably adorable, like unbearably adorable, is that Sid is like... So Alana, like rock star, could have anyone she wants. Sid is probably like the least memorable, attractive, or... I'm looking
0: up Sid. I'm looking up
1: Sid. He he was like... He's like the
0: dorky character, like the lovable... Oh, Alana? Alana? (laughs) You
2: guys, I still think he's so cute. He was like... Cause he reminded me of me. Like I was like, you know, like the girl that like, I was like, I'm right here. Like I'm just, Alana, I'm right here. This like tracks, love me. when I
0: say, it's like, you could have Nick Holt or Sid. It's like <laughs> this track. So I much. wanted Sid. I, love I wanted that. Sid. I love Sid.
2: And, um, so he lit like, I had never spoken to this human before. This is incredible. I just, I'm sorry. I had okay. never talked to him. Like, it's not like we had like a friendship or something. And I was like, can you do me a favor? It was literally like a cold call. My dir- the director of the music video like hit him up and was like hi um and this was also like I, I hate to say early days but it was early days hi um. <laughs> and um so like we weren't that I mean it was like our I think right before our first album was coming yeah. out, our album had just come out and like a random person like called him and was like hey do you want to come to New York and shoot a music video and he said yes
1: alana alana i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say i don't think he was getting those calls from (laughs) (laughs) bam
2: oh he was so sweet though he honestly honestly like i it was so funny i think i like i think i looked at his like at this point twitter was like the biggest social media i think at that point i think instagram was like just kind of starting 2011 um yeah and so I, i think i went on his twitter and he was like I'm getting on a plane to go to New York and I don't know if this is real or not. Like he fully Ooh. had like, faith. he was like, I could show up to New York and this not be real.
0: Oh, and that's why was, you like, picked came. The... That's why you must I pick know. the SIDS of he the was world.
2: Very sweet. He was very sweet. I haven't spoken to him since that shoot, but he was literally the most professional, sweetest baby angel of all time. Like, I think he was, it was just, Amazing but yeah so like Haim got signed in the UK first we were like so a lot of people thought we were British which is hilarious because I'm the most like California bitch on the block but we got signed in England so when I did this like thing I was like oh my god everyone is going to freak out because it's Sid from Skins. Like, it was, like, <laughs> such a big fucking deal. But he wasn't wearing the beanie and the glasses because that was, like, his his character. Yeah. He was just wearing contacts. And so, no, whatever I say, like, you guys realize Sid from Skins was my boyfriend in The Wire. Everyone's like, that was Sid from Skins because he wasn't wearing his Sid costume. Incredible. But he is, like, honestly, I don't even know where he is in 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 this life now but he was very nice to me and i had i had
1: no idea what to expect from this conversation and i think that is like wilder than beyond my wildest dreams that that (laughs) anecdote to do with this like quite small channel four show (laughs) over 10 years ago
2: it was huge in my life and the thing is now first of all okay like let's let's be honest here we all wanted to be effie all i wanted to do was be effie i wanted to wear like fishnet tights and a big shirt and a belt like and 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 smear black eyeliner on me or we wanted to be oh yeah her name cassie like you really have me cassie yeah Yeah. because cassie was with yeah spoiler alert um (laughs) if you haven't watched skins it's on netflix now so you should everyone should go binge watch it it's honestly the most it was like because all i had reference to was like degrassi which was like the canadian version of skins and it's like uh it's like the not cool version it's like so like oh no what was me like there was no craziness there was like nothing that was like Bad. And then all of a sudden I watch skins and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? They're fucking in
0: class? Like, what is happening? What's going on over there in England? I gotta get over there. What's happening? <laughs> Incred- Wait, so Dolly, you said that you smoked cigarettes. Like, or you were smoking mm. at 13?
1: Okay, so you know that question that you ask of like, were you cool when you're in your yeah, yeah, yeah. grade? Always. Yes, always. So, like, so I, I have this anecdote that, like, is so not representative of who I was when I was 12, but it's probably okay. the most important anecdote of when I was 12. And if I said it to people who didn't know me when I was 12, they'd be like, wow, she was like Drew Barrymore. Like when I, when I was 12, I was suspended from school for smoking and drinking, 12. Isn't that crazy now when I think about that? What did
2: your parents do?
1: It's like bloody Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. I just, it's like, well, that's so mental. Wait,
2: but how did you get caught? How, how did, did
1: you get, get caught? caught? Um, it was a group of, it was like a rebellious group. And I always have had this um, thing of like, I, I'm more obs- like I'm obsessed with boys, still am, but I'm kind of scared of boys. The big, great obsessions and like the great limerence of my life has always been women. And I still have it now that like, When I meet a woman who was like, cool, doesn't give a fuck, beautiful, really smart, really free, particularly bohemian, like, to my mind, Jemima Kirk.
0: Okay, really quickly, when I was in seventh grade, she was my best friend at the time's older sister. She is, you know, so I was one time wearing her boxers because Lola was like, just take Jemima's because I didn't have uh, sleepover clothes. And I was in her boxers and she walks in with her like she must've been 18 at the time and just the most, those beautiful, like long hair, big lips, yeah. big eyes and walks in and looks at me and goes, are oh, those my shorts? <laughs> and I being like <laughs> obsessed with, I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Lola said I could wear them. And then she looked at Lola and she goes, Lola, it was the scariest moment of my, it's like a really yeah. defining <laughs> moment for me. Cause I had yeah. the same obsession with, women I was obsessed with cool older women so sorry continue
1: no I mean I'm just like I'm so jealous that you get to have that memory in your heart I'm so I'm so jealous of it was a
0: bad bad memory I'm trying to like be it from my brain I am trying to eternal sunshine that memory I do not want that memory
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like those those sorts of women I think I was like and I still am a bit like this now like the version of it now is for me like A woman who like wears red lipstick and nothing else and who like smokes smokes rollies and who is like phenomenally well read but wears it really like I just have like I've always had things in my head with like I just need to impress this type of girl and like I still have it now that if a woman like that basically said to me like do you know what I think would be cool and would impress me if you like threw yourself in front of that lorry I'd be like Okay. In a way in a way that I like In a way that I wouldn't in a way I wouldn't do with men. And I think with the smoking and drinking thing, I I've always been like I I had a really difficult time as a teenager, but something very clever that I did that I think a lot of teenagers do is um I was like cool adjacent. So I would find the hot, cool, amazing women and then I would come in and basically be like, Hey guys, let me, let's cut a deal here. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fat kid. I'm six foot, age 13. I am, like, obsessed with Frank Sinatra and know nothing about bands. And, like, your boyfriend is never going to want to kiss me. I, you, I'm you, i never, ever going to look better that, than you at a party. So why don't you let me hang out with you and I'll be, like, the court jester and I'll just, like, make, I'll, like, make some fun jokes and do dares. <laughs> oh, this
2: my God, you are us. us. You are us. That is literally us. This
0: is us. This is us. that is fucking amazing. That, no, that is us. Us. That's us. This is our entire
2: podcast. How we're cut from the same fucking cloth, Dolly. God damn it. I
1: knew it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the story about how you got caught
1: so so basically i think that those those girls they were like all smoking and drinking i'm also the very very youngest in my year which i think is incredibly defining to a human soul for the rest of their life so my totally. birthday my birthday is august 31st i was born at 11:45 at night if i were born 15 minutes later i would have been in the year below the year yeah the year oh below my god so oh like god. it's definitely informed something of the essence of me of like being this forever youngest person in the year and feeling like I've got lots to prove and you know desperate to be an adult like everyone else and I think I attached to these girls and they all started smoking and drinking and um they would go it was like an all-girls school but it was a board. I wasn't boarding at the time but there was a board. it was a boarding school so there was like lots of grounds lots of lots of woodland and they would go there to drink like you know when you're like a baby drinker and instead of having, like, a normal drink, you have, like, a, like rum. Or, like, you have, like... Yes. a Rum really, was
2: my gateway. Yeah. Alcohol. I started with rum. Oh, what about yeah.
0: hypnotic? What's, What's hypnotic? hypnotic? Oh, come on, guys. Britney Spears, blue drink. Oh, hypnotic with a Q at the end. I, okay, never mind. I did not know hypnotic. Never mind.
2: Sasha, can you just, like, leave the pod I right know? now? Thank you. <laughs> That was crazy. That was a crazy call you just made. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I'm just
0: kidding. I love you. I love you too. That was acting, everyone. That was called acting. 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 (laughs) Alana Hayam. Starring role. Starring role. (laughs) Oh my god. So okay, so how so you got caught. So yes.
1: No, don't I feel very at home conversationally. Like the only conversation I'm ever comfortable with are like women with three glasses of white wine down them like squawking so much over each other at a dinner table that they blow the candle out like that's my (laughs) level of intensity that I feel comfortable with so I'm very happy Um, Obsessed. yeah so then um basically what happened was it became this like it was this group of like four girls that kept doing it and then we kept like recruiting some like people that would want to like smoke like again some like really weird old dad cigarette or whatever and like uh, have like rum and straight gin, like in the woodland, and then, um and then basically what happened? This is so an all girls school thing that I'm sure you'll remember, Sasha. That you will not know, Alana. Is like there's nothing at the at an all girls school that like a girl loves more than being a double agent. Like, like I basically, basically one girl like took it upon herself because girls are just so fucking bored at all girls schools. And they, like, need little dramas and jobs for themselves. So some girl, like, took it upon herself to, like, pretend to want to come down, get all the, like, collect all the intelligence, and then, like, go back to the teachers. Oh. This, this was, like, Where so is she now? Typical. yeah. Where
0: is she now? Do you know?
1: Yeah. No, I don't know where she is. I've, like, done a she's very in the CIA. Thing. Yeah, she's in the CIA.
0: Yeah, she's
2: in the CIA. CIA. It's true.
1: Yeah, yeah that's why Um, but yeah and then and then and then we just got it was this like huge it's almost like a public hanging like we became this huge like public thing at school that we all got sent home
2: oh my god that's so cool that's so cool honestly worth it (laughs) worth it like for I'm like I want to be a part of the bad girls club like I want to be like you bitch you sold us out but I'm like yeah but I'm like like I'm just gonna like stay home and like play sims (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> play sims and frogger was me uh, frogger too um oh, i yeah. was obsessed with being cool like so at my all-girls school i've talked about this so much so many times but it was cool to be really smart that was how you were really? Magna Cum Laude. There were no rebels at my school, so I took it upon myself wow. to play rebel, but I was too afraid to actually be a rebel. So I'd come into class with sunglasses on so people would think I was high. I would come into, like, I would wear hoodies when you weren't allowed to wear hoodies before classes. I mean, after classes started. And then my teachers would be like, take off your hoodie. And I'd be like, yeah. I mean, it was Eminem 8 Mile. But um, I was very, I, I couldn't be cool though. I, and it, Because no one thought that that was cool. Was cool. What was co- it wasn't cool to be what I p- thought. but so what you're saying right now is like that to me was my ideal like go into the woods and smoke cigarettes with like cool girls that was what all I wanted
1: and the other thing as well like I don't know I think we're all around a similar age I think you guys are a little bit younger than me but like me and my friend were talking the other day that I don't know if it's like this for teenagers now but there was definitely a thing with our generation of like you know you're talking about the melodrama of like being really intense like I always remember as a teenager being like Really angry that I didn't have, like, a darker life. Like, like that my life was, like, so normal, so middle class, so nice, so comfortable, so drama-free. The sort of childhood that, like, most people dream of, like, zero trauma. And all I wanted was a bit of trauma. I was, like, so desperate for it. I would have done anything for, like, some horrific thing to happen to me. <laughs>
2: i mean now going i go to london all the time now with with
1: with my band, time
2: um and um the thing like the thing that blows my mind so much is like the amount of freedom that like teenagers have in england like i went to a park first of all i went to a park and everyone i mean now every british person is gonna like eye roll me because i'm being so american but like everyone was just drinking in the park yeah, we're, like, we're, obsessed with
1: drink, yeah we're obsessed with <laughs> drinking bros. in the park
2: how are you not getting arrested like you can yeah. get arrested in america for drinking in a park but then the entire thing i went to i went to some fuck i wish i wish i wish i remember what park i went to but like like i like reminisced about my life of like what it would be like if i grew up in in london but there was like this group of kids that like brought firewood to a public park <laughs> and made a bonfire And they weren't getting in trouble. And I felt so awkward because I was like with – my older friends, we were like old friends. we like, and eh, we're still doing this. But I was like looking at these teenagers, and they were like dancing around the bonfire with like a boombox. Well, it's not a boombox. It's like now I just showed my age. I get a ge- ghetto <laughs> blaster. <laughs> yeah, some some swarm of like Bluetooth speaker, not a boombox. <laughs> and they were like dancing, and everyone was like sharing cigarettes and doing rollies and like all these things. And I was like, what a fucking sick life, like. When I was... Well, also, I never know how old anyone is because everyone now just looks like they're my age, but they definitely were, like, maybe 14, 15. (laughs) I was like, that is so nuts. Like, the freedom and, like, like, what a fun... We never had... Like, me and Sasha, I mean, we grew up on other sides of L.A., but there was never, like, a place... Other than like houses But then you had to like Sneak around your parents And shit Like there was never Like a thing of like Let's go meet at the park And get fucked up Like that sounds so fun You
0: did have the Galleria but I wasn't getting fucked up At the Galleria It like, was a mall In no. the
2: valley uh, Yeah I,
0: I All we
2: had Yeah it was like a mall But yeah. like all Like looking at Like I mean they probably Thought that I was psychotic Because I literally Sat on a blanket And <laughs> At these At these teenagers <laughs> And just wished Like upon a star That like that was like like my life but like did you like did your parents just let you go out all the time was, no did you have that freedom
1: no they were quite strict I strict I just I lied all the time and also like I <laughs> didn't really I didn't because I didn't know boys or anything because I do see those teenagers quite a lot and I think went, went in like London parks or whatever and I'm like yeah that would have been that was not my experience because also I was a suburban kid there's quite a massive divide in England like if you were a kid who grew up in the suburbs of London, it's it's, you're, it's it's like you weren't it's like you didn't grow up anywhere near London. It's like you're the most provincial person ever. If mm. you have that experience, your whole life will be like sitting in like video like video game parlors and Odeons and shopping centers and shopping malls. Whereas like if you're a London kid, when I meet adults now, like the singer Dua Lipa is a fine example of this. Like the minute I saw Dualifa for the first time and heard her voice, I was like, I just knew exactly what London school she went to because it's like, yeah, oh it's God. like a type. If you grew up in London, like central London, there's like a type of confidence and like weariness that you have mm. forever. So, like, when we got to, when I got to uni, me and all the other suburban kids were just like so excited about, like, you know, Not having a bedtime and eating what we want or whatever, and the London kid, the London kids would show up that grew up in London, and they'd already like gone through their heroin phase at fifteen. Or do you know? (laughs) They'd already like skins, pure skins, pure skins. Yeah, but do you know what? As well, I uh, relate to that. Alana is like, I just went on holiday with my friend Sabrina, and she was like me, like such an uncool teenager, and we were sitting in a hotel. And there were these three teenage boys with their family. And they, one of them in particular, looked a bit like Eminem. He must be about 15. He was so beautiful. And he was the kind of boy that I would have, like, lost my mind to if I'd been on a family holiday and I'd seen him. I would have, like, followed him around and been mental (laughs) and, like, written about him in my diary and then gone home and lied to all my friends and told them that I had a relationship with him. And um, (laughs) the whole holiday... I didn't, something inside me, the teenage girl is still so alive inside me that, like, I obviously wouldn't have made a move on a 15-year-old, but, like, I I sort of (laughs) was, like, I sort of, like, I kind of was looking at him the whole, I was, like, he was, I could so, I could so easily remember how in love I would have been with that kid. Yes.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah. I feel like we just, like, because we are all cut from the same cloth, like, we didn't have that like that's why we always ask like were you cool in seventh grade because I am just so fascinated of like what what would it have been like if I turned to a dude in yeah. seventh grade and I was like I like you and he goes I like you back like that net that that didn't happen until I was like yeah. in my late teens no but that yeah. is a
0: movie it's like, I guess that's thirteen going on thirty but I, it is a, sliding doors but with you know if you were cool. I think about this constantly because also I would have lemonade stands because I thought that was a way to get the boys. Um, (laughs) And so I, Layla and I would like set up shop at the, in front of the beach over the summers and we would wear like our cutest bikinis, our little tummies hanging out, but we didn't know we had tummies. Like we had no idea. We were so, we just, we just thought we looked hot. We'd have our little like bucket Aww. hats and like we thought we were so hot but because I have very I burn very very easily oh, no. it was like 30 minutes in and I was like <laughs> to Layla who tans is like olive skin I look at her and I was like I think I'm getting a little pink and she was like no you're fine we need to stay so we she, she was determined that we were gonna get the boys this way Cut to, it's an (laughs) hour later. I'm bright red, sweating. I'm like feverish. I'm like, Layla, I think we really gotta.
2: You're blistering. You're blistering.
0: I think it's time to pack up and go. I don't think the boys are coming. I was like, they're coming. Just 30 more minutes. And I'm like, Layla, 30 more minutes, I'm going to be dead. You'll no (laughs) longer have a best friend. But I, to this day, to this day, if any 14 year olds are listening, I just want teenagers to like me. I don't want them to think I'm yeah. old. I yeah. want them to think I'm, I'm cool. I'm the I want same. them to think yeah. I'm cool. And like yeah, me too. the way I when I speak to 14-year-olds, my the way my voice changes just as it did in 7th grade when talking to boys, I like kind of like put on like a cooler voice. <laughs> I do the same and I'm talking to kids and because I am up on TikTok. I'm like, that's the only thing kids talk about, right? No, same.
2: That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna be like, what what's on your guys's algorithm? And they're like, ew, you're old as fuck. Get out of here.
1: What's How on your you? guys' like, algorithm? Ew,
2: ew, are you on TikTok? That makes me wanna not that makes me want to delete the app.
0: I know, like, they're like, actually... We have a flip phone now. Cause that is what's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, I, for I sure. It's the fourteen. I'm like, hey guys, old. do
2: you want do you want to learn a TikTok dance? And they're like, ew, no one does that anymore. <laughs> and you also don't know how to dance.
0: Actually, <laughs> Alana is a very good dancer. Alana, you're a very good dancer. You're- I am
2: so and the but me and Sasha talk about this all the time and 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 like we I I will preface this with everybody on this call right now. We are hot young ladies. I am not saying that we are old at all. We are hot on the town. We are doing our goddamn thing. We are successful, hot I'm not ladies. Wearing a bra. Look at you. But what I will say is I am have gotten to the age where I'm so scared of young people. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am so scared of them. I just, again, it's what Sasha said. I want them to like Same. me. Yeah. I want them
0: to think that I'm cool. Okay, really quickly, on Licorice Pizza, when we went. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Alana, I was in a little scene with Alana. We go oh, By the way, to... I just have to
1: say, I don't know everyone says this, but I just have to say it. I loved that movie so much. Oh, really thank on. you. It's so good. Thank
0: you very much. It's so good. She's a star. Um, okay, it so we so were you you know, we were on set f- the Friday before we shot just to like I think it was just a I don't even know what it was. Like like a, a rehearsal. A rehearsal. Um like I don't know movies. I'm like, what is a <laughs> rehearsal? What is this? What's <laughs> camera? A <laughs> what is camera B? <laughs> um so we got so we got to set an Paul had hired not hired I think they were all Pearl's friends Paul's daughter but yeah his daughter's he had you know there were a bunch of 13, 14, 15 year olds because we were in the locker it was like a locker scene and so we were by the lockers it was literally like Alana and I were in high school again they weren't looking at us and talking to us and we were all in the locker like by the lockers And Alon and I were like clutching each other because it was so scary. That's real.
2: Yeah. It was like Night of the Living Dead. I was like, Sasha, they're different than us. They're they're different. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what AIM is. They don't know.
0: But even with this
2: podcast. (laughs) They don't remember dial up internet. They don't remember what
0: it is. They were not around for it. Before this podcast, Alana and I were like, you know what? Gen Z is obsessed with millennial culture, so they're gonna love this podcast. Cut to it's like yeah, and every like, millennial no. being like, God, this brings me back. I love this. And no Gen and Z. Not
2: <laughs> one person from Gen Z. Not one person. <laughs>
1: No, we've got it. We've got to let it go. We've got to let it go with the Gen Z. They're not... They're, they're not... I've tried really hard. Like, I, I'm quite obsessed with Gen Z, actually. But they, they are yeah. not obsessed with me.
2: I know, same. I know. And I'm also going to start calling it Gen Z. Is Gen it Gen
1: Z. Z? Gen Z? Do you know what, as Gen well? Gen Gen I'm going Z. through... I'm going through this, like, weird existential thing at the moment. So, I'm turning 35 this year. And I've moved into a new flat last year. And the two people who live next door to me, who I see all the time and I'm really close to them is a single mum and her daughter, teenage daughter, single mom. And I worked out the other day that I am exactly halfway between both their ages.
0: Oh my God. And
1: it's really strange. And something else that I've noticed is I talk to the teenage girl, like she's my contemporary and yes. I, because I still feel like her and yes. she's a bit like, why is this like, old lady talking to me about like yeah like groovy videos on tiktok or like (laughs) like cute pictures of my cat whatever she's just like that's nice go away and then what's weird is her mum talks to me like she's 34.
0: oh my god yeah
1: it's really strange and i'm a bit like i i don't know how to like deal with these problems that we're talking about i don't know like but she so there's obviously some sort of like lag in our heads of where we perceive we are.
0: So where do you feel in your heart? 13, 14?
1: No, I think I feel in my heart, I feel like, um, the, the moment that my life began was just like the moment I left school. So in my heart, I will always be 17 because that just, I kind of feel like everything before 17 was like a, a very formative and tragic. And I suppose interesting, but I don't find it like I could have done without it. It's like an epilogue to my life. Sorry, like a prelogue to my life. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I don't really think of my life beginning until I left school.
0: Well, when was your first kiss or first? Me being like, when was your first dance? <laughs> um, when was your first kiss? I just saw Dolly have a panic attack. When was
2: your first kiss, Dolly?
1: No, I love talking about that. I'll talk to you about my virginity. I love talking about that. Yes, so,
0: wonderful.
1: So I did that. Um, I mean, look, I wasn't swimming in opportunities for that um and so there wasn't you know if I'd had the opportunity in my mid-teens I would have done it no one wanted to do it with me um but I had this real thing about like I've got to fuck before I'm 18 like if yes. I am 18 and I haven't fucked I like that will be the rest of my life so I lost my virginity one week before my 18th birthday I just got it Marzal. Like,
0: Marzal.
1: under the <laughs> wire. And and again, like, I know this isn't cool to say. The minute I started shagging, again, my life began. I just
0: felt like Oh, amazing. No, I agree. I feel the yeah. same way. So you were seventh you were a week, so it was August uh twenty fourth.
1: Yes, if you would like to if you'd like to us to gather and celebrate it this year, I would I would love
2: to celebrate <laughs> it. I celebrate the day that I lost my virginity every year. I celebrate it every year. I mean, I don't like it's not like a party, it's just like I drink. Let's have a let's have a, a party that this uh, in August. We're all gonna be back here in August. <laughs> and we're gonna drink to you losing your virginity. Yeah.
1: Can I ask you two as two girls that were like from cause we're from the same vinegar mother, um, what what ages were you when you lost your virginity? Is that too much of a personal question?
0: Oh no. No I is... was seventeen. I was seventeen. Guys, I was this is a humble brag. No, it's a brag. I was fifteen.
1: J. I can't.
0: I will say
2: that I had the same um, thought process as you, Dolly, where I was like, I. All my friends had already lost their virginities. Like I was like, if anything, everyone was like, "What are you waiting for?" I mean, I didn't have a boyfriend. Yeah. I didn't want. I had a boyfriend when I was in when I was a sophomore, and he actually broke up with me because I wouldn't sh*t up him.
0: So that sucked. Oh no. Um. I know it sucked. <laughs> And now we are people pleasers. <laughs> and now yeah. we are people pleasers. I'll do whatever you want,
1: because yeah. don't
0: abandon me. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs>
2: But, um, when I, uh, I was, I, I ended up dating this other guy when I was 17 and it was, yeah, like I, I was like, this is it, this is happening. And I'm honestly so grateful to him because he was very sweet to me. And I was, you know, very, it was, it's a very scary thing to go through. Um, but I look back on it very fondly. I was like, I had a very good experience, which is, which is very nice to have, you know, I mean, after, after that boyfriend, everything went downhill.
1: Yeah. I, I had exactly the same And do you know what Like I've always been someone Who is like Too aware of time I think Like I wish I could rid My obsession with time Like I'm very aware of I feel like When I'm experiencing Every experience I'm already Experiencing it As a nostalgic event I'm already imagining myself Imagining it Yeah And I also have <sighs> it of like And then I'm worrying About the future repercussions I feel very Dictated with time And I knew When I was like losing my virginity I knew like this is important like this is going to be something that you talk about and defines you and you will of all the fucks in your life this is going to be the one you remember like in the care home when you have dementia and I'm really glad that he was, he was, he was really nice, and I, I'm really grateful for that. But
2: isn't it so funny that you're like, thank God he was nice because literally all the dudes that I shipped after that were I such know. fucking assholes. Same, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, thank God, thank God, I had that person because literally everything went downhill.
0: No, of course. Yeah. Why I love your writing so much is because you're, it's so nostalgic. And I think I oh, even again me messaging you all the time like a freak. Um, Dolly and I have no. Never I love in I person. love it, and I remember
1: I remember what you messaged me, and I hope you don't mind me mentioning it this on the podcast because I've since told people who are obsessed with like time and memory and the past and nostalgia, which is like a sickness that I have. Um, you, Sasha, you told me about the time travel perfume trail.
0: I will, I haven't told any of the listeners this, but I'm going to tell everyone this right now. I am so obsessed with nostalgia and, and, okay, I am so obsessed that I assign a new perfume to a period of three to six months so that when I'm 90, I can time travel so I can smell a perfume Isn't and be like, oh, incredible. that was the summer of 2014. Oh, that was a 2018 breakup. Oh, that was. So I have, and I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. So that's 14 years of perfumes. And it, it works like a, like when I open Saks Fifth Avenue for her by Bond number nine, I'm like, oh, that's my freshman year, spring, spring weekend, uh, took MDMA for the first time like it is <laughs> fully. and I've been it's doing so that forever and I'm
1: yeah
0: but this is why I love your writing and why you're such again a perfect person to interview for our podcast because you do remember so much just like me and Alana and and those memories are so embedded in you to this day and you still mm. relate to the 13 year old and this is why we were both so excited to have you on
1: well, do you know what, you know, what you're talking about that sliding doors of like, what would it be like if I was cool that my, my most, um, he, he, I'm sure you wouldn't mind me saying this. My most recent boyfriend and an, an enormous disconnect between us was he, I'd never met anyone like him before in that he has basically been the same person his whole life. So like, he's never, how he looks now is for how he looked when he was 14 He's always he's always been gorgeous. And this isn't to say he hasn't had difficulties in his life, but, like, he's always been gorgeous. He's always had people want to go out with him. He's always been really good at sport. He's always, like... He's just always found those sides of fitting in easy. And I would say to him, like, something that I find so romantic when you first start falling in love with someone is I want to get to know all the iterations of them that I never knew. So I want to say, like show me the girl show me the letters your girlfriend sent when you were 13 like tell me about your bar mitzvah tell me about what it was like to lose to lose your virginity like I want to know about all those girls that you're in love with I want to know about like tell me about your favorite toy when you were a kid and all that stuff and I have this like when I sat down with him when we were first dating I was like you know like heaved out the great big dusty old book of like let me tell you some stories about like who the all this person that you wouldn't recognize that I used to be and he just couldn't give me the same it was so strange to be with someone that when they were just like yeah I think who I was at. like I, I don't I don't really have this like shadow person of yeah. like this past part like it's always been kind of like how it is now it was so weird to me. I was like what would what would life have been like if like if there was no you know
2: it's so out of reach for all three of us on this yeah. call because <laughs> so, yeah. it's just wasn't what it is like it's just not what it was that is so wild oh you're making me want to fall in love again like I haven't fallen in love in so long like I'm feeling so nostalgic for love today usually I'm like a hard bitch that's like I'm an independent woman. <laughs> And today I'm going to walk through the streets. I'm going to go get coffee and like look at every dude and just be like, are you the one? Oh my <laughs> God. Maybe you are the one. Should I save this coffee cup for one in my memory box for one?
1: <laughs> one thing I will say, Alana is like, you know, it takes up a lot of time. The old whimsical, nostalgic, imagining the, fe- imagining the present as the past. All that. I-, I would just carry on being a, a hardened bitch. I-, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get all. Living- <laughs> oh. Living in the dre- living in the dreamland, it's, it's it's it takes up a lot oh, of time. So
0: it nice. does take up a lot of time and energy. And- it's
2: it is really interesting because I I mean I talk about this also on the pod all the time that that I'm in therapy. <laughs> Thank God for therapy. Um, <laughs> but it is so funny, like how I do always feel like I'm in seventh grade. But recently, like since I've turned thirty. It's like the first time, well, now I'm 31. What am I saying? I'm 31 now. But when I turned 30, it was like the first time in my life that I felt older. Like, Mm. it was like, I had done so many things and I was like reflecting back on my life and like, I always kind of felt like the baby, I mean, I am the baby of my family. But like, when I turned 30, it was like, it did feel like this overwhelming chapter had ended my Mm. 20s and then Mm. 30 had begun. And it's so funny, like now realizing like what's important like I used to think what was important was like I want to go out I want like the dude that I'm with I want him to be the life of the party like I want to go out I (laughs) want like I want disaster. I want chaos. I want us like rolling in the gutter. Where are we going to end up? Are we going to (laughs) end up in South London? We don't fucking know. Like, let's fucking go. And now at 31, I'm like, oh, but like, I just want to cuddle. And like, I want to talk for a really long time. I'm like, I don't really need to go out. But it is like, I'm feeling. I don't know. Maybe there's something in the stars now. I'm feeling very. It's happening. I'm feeling nostalgic for like uh that like that initial feeling of like you meet someone and you get so fucking giddy yeah. and it's like the best. you, it's you the actually best. feel like you're falling down a rabbit hole. Like yeah. what the... I wish I could bottle that in a perfume. God <laughs> <laughs> damn! Well, you can. You can. Well, you, you know. What? <laughs> you can. If I start right
1: now. Do you know what? Two things I have to say on that is first of all, if you are ever in London. And you want someone to talk to endlessly and cuddle you. I'll give you my number, Alana, because I would love <laughs>
2: to satisfy I'm that. I'm so down. Um,
1: and then the other thing that I want to the other thing that I want to say that I that my friends say to me, which is like I always just find so soothing, is you know you have that like having hope that you're going to have that feeling again, that amazing feeling. It's such an enormous burden to carry. Some days, like hoping when. When you're 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 not seeing how that could happen. Like walking around with that hope feels so heavy. So my friend said to me once, she was like, "I know that that's going to happen for you. Like that's in your future again." She's like, "If you don't want to like hope that, if it's too hard to hope that, she's like, I'll take your hope and hold it for you, and then like, I'll give it back to you when you're ready to believe again." And like that until is then, I'll love. yeah. So we can hold your cry. we can we can hold we can hold your hope for you alana
0: that is the most romantic god, thing i've my, ever hold heard hold my hope for me oh my god that i'm gonna cry beautiful.
1: women are just so intense and i love it
0: <laughs> i love it I, we love it so we are oh my so god. intense I feel like that's a
2: beautiful, I feel like that's, that's, the, that's it. That's, that's a beautiful fucking cherry on top to this episode. That is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard oh my in God. my Aww. life. Danny, our producer is crying.
0: <laughs> oh, Danny. Oh my God.
2: Danny's fully having a minor panic attack. She's, <laughs> you've, you've literally, you've daggered her in the heart. She's having, it's an emotional time. Oh my God. Honestly, the thing that I, I just want to thank you so much not 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 for only being on this podcast but like you honestly unlocked something so vulnerable I think in both me and Sasha yeah I think we grew on this podcast today which we usually never do
1: I I've, I've loved it and honestly like thank you for having these conversations and putting them out in the world because that time you know for all that I've said like that that it was my life didn't begin until I left school and until I started like living as a woman like that it was a prologue to my life, like a huge amount of my therapy that I have to do is like, except that yes, in my, like cognitively, I may think of that as the prologue, but I've got to embrace that time and those, and that girl and those experiences and and the sadness of it, because it is a part of me and it's a part of all of us. And I just think the best way to deal with that is to bring it into the light and like talk about how ridiculous it was and laugh at it in a way that can feel like affectionate as well as like, thank fucking god it's done
0: <laughs> totally that's yes. what we try to do thank you
2: so much oh my dolly. gosh dolly i i really this is like the fastest an episode has ever flown by yeah actually this, this was i looked at the clock and i was th- like I know, it's shocked. already a fucking hour how the I'm fuck did that happen god.
0: thank you so much for joining us we are the luckiest ever oh, that you decide that you agreed to this i mean thank huge you so fan. much thank you so oh. much and let's all meet up and
2: I would love let's that. Let's all toast you losing your virginity yes. this year. Let's August. do it.
1: August. We will be On your anniversary. August. We'll be in a park in yeah. London holding tins of beer around a bonfire with a Bluetooth speaker. I yes. cannot wait. Done. Uh, Done.
2: With a boombox. <laughs> with a boombox. Let's box. actually, let's just get a boombox. <laughs> with a boombox. <with laughs> <box. laughs>
1: oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much Dolly. Thank you, my darlings. I loved that.
2: Thank you for listening to Free Period, a presentation of Cadence 13 and Odyssey Studio.
0: New episodes every Tuesday. Bye.